0: Hello, and welcome to the Fire Life Convos podcast. Here at Fire Life Church in Irving, Texas, we believe in the pursuit of truth. And one of the best ways that we find truth is to sit down across from our brothers and sisters and have a conversation. That's the purpose of this podcast, the pursuit of truth. This episode, Kyle, Jared, and Mandy discuss the current state of events in the world and how our church should respond to it. Hello, welcome to the Firelife Convos podcast. This is our second edition, uh, and today I am joined by Jared Patterson and
1: Amanda Patterson uh,
0: also Amanda. known as Mandy so this it's kind of an odd formal introduction <laughs> you're not in court or anything you can be natural uh, so we're here obviously we're living in strange times right now um, times that we probably couldn't have predicted um, mm-hmm. and we're all kind of winging it and figuring things out uh, so this, this week, Fire Life Church, that was a nice little tooth whistle I just had there. That's uh, authentic. <laughs> that, was, that was authentic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it just ate a caramel apple or something. Uh, so obviously this Sunday, we're, we're not going to have church. We're following the guidelines that our county has, that they don't want gatherings of 50 or more people. And ideally, um, the government said no more than 10, 10 people. Yeah, Tarrant County issued that. Tarrant did mm-hmm. say 10 um, and then Dallas County I think it's the same thing So we're not having church service this week So we kind of wanted to get together And do something th- it, That we could still as a church Kind of come around and, and Do together So we're we're making this podcast uh, Here with Jared and Mandy And um, myself um, So We're figuring things out Like I said as we go we're, We don't know how long the government wants us to do these things we're trying to be wise and, and make the right decisions jared and maybe you can right. speak more to that no it, i don't want to be cavalier and rebellious
2: uh <clears throat> part of me says let's just have church what's the what's the big deal yeah um but we do have a lot of families with young kids and uh i think it's discretion is a better part of valor and so um after listening to my wonderful wife amanda um <laughs> just think this through uh, last minute. We made that decision today around one or Saturday, one, one 30. Um, just wasn't, there was no benefit of gathering. Um, when you weigh the potential of something bad happening. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel like there is no mm. harm in
2: better way to say it.
1: Yeah. There's like, There's no harm in not meeting. Sure. Um, There could be harm in meeting. um, So, Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, that's fair. And I I think it is good to remember in this time that the church is more than just the building, right? I mean, it sounds trite a little bit, but the truth of the matter is we can still be the church and miss church a little bit on Sundays. We can still get together. Technology's made it to where if we're not in the same room with each other, we can still be in the same room with each other. Right. We all have each other's telephone numbers. We have Skype, we have all these things. So there are ways to be together, and still be in communion with each other without, you know, it, and still follow the social distancing guidelines right. or whatever, Yeah. even which though we we're will. closer than six feet together right now. But
2: <laughs> yeah, which we will do, we'll do more of those things uh, intentionally going forward, whether the ban is lifted or not. I feel this is a good chance for us as FireLife Church to move into the 21st century, um, do some things we haven't done um, around technology. And yeah. so this is a good learning curve for us and has made us think through some things that, honestly, I'm a little old school and I, I didn't want to uh, go all the way in this direction, but it is where church is now and it's a tool that that we should use that's yeah. my opinion on that anyway
0: yeah and we're never going to be a church that forsakes the gathering too no, no. it's um, too fun being together it's ideally we would be together for sure um it's just i think there is a measure of wisdom that we have to act in right now for the church and then for our families uh in particular right yeah
1: i know that I- Uh, Personally, the most important thing for me is I have a sense of responsibility to the Lord as being just a shepherd, like you know, being a pastor. I take that very seriously, and so for I I want I want to be I want to do that very well, And and I want to use wisdom, and I want to think with families in mind of our. Church family right. above all, right. beyond my personal, obviously what I long for, desire to be close. Um, I would, I would hate to one Sunday gather just beca- not just because, but gather yeah. and risk anyone in our church. You know, um, getting right. sick or yeah. yeah. So and that's, it was a hard decision,
0: yeah.
1: but I feel like it's. I believe it's the right decision no matter how hard or difficult. Sure. You know. Well,
0: that's, so that's like the mother in you, right? <laughs> like, I think uh, Jared and you and I are pretty similar and like, <laughs> hey, we kind of, we have a little bit of a d- defiance. Like, hey, we're, we're going to be okay. We're going to get together. We're <laughs> going to be fine, right? And, and I believe that that's the case anyways. We're going to be okay. Um, but we don't want, like our city telling us that we can't get together and all that. And, and let's talk on that for a second. Yeah. I, I want to
2: be submissive to the leaders of the land. Yeah, you know, I know there's a First Amendment issue here that we could throw mm-hmm. up in the face of of uh, the crisis, but um, I don't know if it's honorable to rebel against that and call it persecution because they're not right persecuting us for being Christians. They're saying don't go out in public and they're make up like, be people. an idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's not like oh, you Christians can't meet. This is not persecution. This yeah. is yep and i think i've come to that conclusion like we're not being persecuted yep uh, i don't feel like this is god's judgment on sin let's sure. just get that out there as well yeah i feel like these things happen and will continue to happen as the world has become smaller yep the world's markets are connected i think it has more to do with that than the outbreak of this disease i don't remember the latest numbers but somewhere around 200 and Fifty thousand people worldwide have this disease. Yeah, that's a really small number when you look at seven plus billion people. Sure, but the hundred and fifty or eighty countries that have cases and the economies being connected it's yeah. just smart for us to pause now. And I think our leaders are doing a good job. Um, I appreciate President Trump and uh, Vice President Mike Pence and their yeah. team. Um, I feel like they've done a good job, so we're going to submit to their authority
0: yeah i think I think you made a good point we're not being persecuted now, I think it's very it's also wise for the church to to keep their eyes open to some of these things, right oh, yeah. because when you see too much ground it's easier you know the the line can move mm-hmm. so I think it's really important that we as a church continue to be the church continue to do these things we're just removing a little piece of it right. for the time being it's and it and it's temporary even if it's eight weeks whatever it is and i'm not saying that that's what we as fire life church are deciding but even if it's eight weeks it's really small in the scope of things right you know it's a very small piece of eternity right so and we're still going to get together exactly
2: um in smaller groups with families and eat meals together as, as much as we can and and use technology
0: yeah um, what a yeah. I, I mean we have a unique opportunity mm-hmm. like to really change things up i think we get in routines where we're used to getting up on a sunday going through the routine we have prayer before service then we do worship and then we release the kids and then we do The sermon, and and then some of us go out to eat afterwards, some of us go home. But I think this is a a unique opportunity to get creative with the relationships that we actually have with people,
1: right? Right. Yeah, which is the most important thing. It's actually the thing or the direction that we've been feeling for our church family to Mm -hmm. this year is greater community and authentic relationships. So I'm with you, I'm excited to see the creativity and how we. Use this.
2: And thank go God that we were intentional right. in, in stirring and developing right. that community up when we did. Because I don't feel disconnected right now. I haven't seen some people that I see every day. I haven't even seen Amber. At a, we work together. I haven't seen her. Right. I don't feel disconnected from the people that I see. Now, I promise you, I don't want this to go any longer. Yeah. Uh, I was joking and we had to go to Target uh, Friday and um even the the people that work at target are staying really far away and all i can think is yeah. that guy looks like he needs a hug right now <laughs> i know and i can't believe that jared is thinking when this is over i'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna just hug told, everybody I i'm see. just gonna be hugging everyone <laughs> i missed you i've never seen you before but i love you and i missed you and you need a hug that's how i feel like yeah. i am Someone brings an Amazon package to the house and I'm jumping at a chance to have a conversation.
0: <laughs> hey, a person, hey, you're live.
2: And uh, oh, we had a great talk at Lowe's with uh, about homeschool with yeah. a, a yeah. young man that worked at Lowe's. a spiritual conversation right there. Yeah. Um, and so we're craving, and I think society is craving that. This may be yeah. a great, I, I a great, yes. an unintentional benefit for the church.
0: Sure. I agree. Well, Yeah. And and God makes beauty out of ashes, right? So there's this really terrible thing that is impacting a lot of people around the globe. You know, lives have been lost. How, who cares what the demographic of those people are, right? Right. It's, there's a lot of people that have lost family members. Um, so we can't make light of that. Before they
2: would have gone.
0: Before they would have gone. Totally. Um, and we can't take that for granted, but um, we do serve a God that makes something beautiful out of terrible things, and our lives are an indication of that, all of us. Mm-hmm. So we need to act in the same way that he does, and let's make something beautiful out of the tragedy that we're, we're living in right now.
1: Yeah. I think it's really interesting, too, if you're on social media uh, or even in like next-door neighbor apps, or mm-hmm. you're seeing people, um, really get out and minister and help and serve one another. And it's interesting if you think back; it wasn't that long ago, the disunity among the nation. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. It's just I just believe. Obviously, I know that the Lord sent it all, and yeah. I'm I'm pretty encouraged to see how people are really pulling together to help serve one another yeah. in the world. And so
2: you said it. I, mean, I think Kyle did too earlier when we were just talking. The creativity the church is having to use right now is yeah, so good for us for sure because we're having to think outside of our bloated programs yep which they're the things that we the church does as a whole are good um but it's nice to see us like the drive-in movie theater style church i was yeah. like how cool is that in florida and I, I know yeah where isaac goes to church they're gonna do this sunday is drive through
0: church and you were talking about a Catholic priest, yeah, and doing tell- the drive through confessional. I thought it was actually <laughs> really cool. He sat outside um their their building and was sitting on a bench, and then people would drive up in their cars <laughs> so cool and I you know the image I saw was him like um staring at the ground and this you could see this man's arm, you know he was talking <laughs> with the priest and was doing a confessional that way and I think that that's really cool because. We get stuck in these religious programs, and that's what they are. Let's let's mm-hmm. be real. There's um, there's benefit to the things that the church does, but eventually they do become religious acts that we do. Yeah. So it's nice to to shake it up, and and in this time, the things that are really important are the things that we end up doing. Mm-hmm. So this is a great time, it, even for me personally, to trim the fat, like. What are the things that are really unimportant? Because I'm not thinking about those things right now. Right. I'm thinking about, hey, are my kids doing well? Or is my family doing well? Um, I got to spend an entire week with my kids during the day, during the night and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, having to work from home, having them there, like that was a really a good blessing. It was um, challenging. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and all the people that I work with were having the same challenge. Right. I, I was having video conferences with people and then a, a kid would just pop in, <laughs> you know, in the back and see I'm the parent like, shh, shh, shh. like be quiet. Yeah, we're, that'll happen to us <laughs> now too. Um, but it was really cool talking with all my coworkers. Like, hey, we, I get to spend an entire week with my kids where... I didn't drop them Mm -hmm. off at school and then go off to work and then pick them up at six o'clock at night or whatever we got to spend full days with each other we got to get sick of each other yeah all this stuff that we don't normally get to do it was really really pretty cool yeah and they won't forget that the kids yeah Mm -hmm. we'll look back at this time for sure and remember hey we got to bond like in a cool way Mm -hmm. yeah played a ton of board games and stuff like that stuff that i would normally be like man I'm not kind of feeling this right now we, we got to do cool stuff and and I think um, that was that was exciting that was something cool yeah
1: yeah Levi and I got to go to the park today and there was it was a beautiful day yeah. um, before it started raining again and there were so many people walking and out and playing yeah. and you know like you were driving by and said so the park it was packed, the parking yeah. lot is just packed mm-hmm. families are Getting to spend so much time together, and yeah. normally we're go go go, like you said, going to school, dropping kids off, going to work, going to soccer, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm really, I've really been believing that this is is going to, we're going to see revival in families. Mm. I really do. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: And I'm excited. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see how it 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 plays out. But I'm believing. I know that we love spending time with our families. But I'm, I'm really um, thinking about the families who, I don't know, I, either if they don't even know the Lord or maybe um, they don't have, maybe they've had broken relationships with their children or maybe not very close relationships. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've really been believing the Lord for there to be revival in those families and, yeah. and to see it transform like something mended and, and made well again. Mm-hmm. So
0: Yeah yeah that's good yeah we're all for that <laughs> you said
2: something when we're yeah. talking about the creativity and the so I wrote it down we can segue into something else later if we want but mm-hmm. so the the things that become so innovation happens yep and this new thing is birthed and that new thing is so beautiful and effective yeah, that everyone wants to do things the new way right so innovation then becomes industry standard. And everyone does it this way now. Like This is industry standard. But over time, industry standard becomes complacent. Yep. It becomes stagnant. And it's waiting for someone to bust out with innovation again and say, hey, here's a new thing to do, which will then become industry standard and become stagnant. And so I, sure. I think that that is happening personally in, in my own heart right now. Yep breaking through
0: those things that hmm.
1: are you crying
0: no. imagine that <laughs> hey well
1: yeah. church family you know mm-hmm. past year it's crying
0: <laughs> breaking
2: through those things that once were sacrifice right and once were an offering unto the lord they have become so easy and autopilot yep that it's lost its meaning and it's nice to rediscover the simplicity of just the quiet voice, the still small voice, the the sit on the porch and listen to the birds talk to God and sing His praise all the different, since we moved in this new neighborhood, there are birds that we didn't hear in our other neighborhood like ridiculous amount of new sounds and I'm like now I'm learning, oh, that's a, that's a cardinal. And that's, I knew a blue jay, but what's this other, I don't even know what this is, but it's, it's unique sounds. Yeah. And it was like my soul was being restored, going back to really basic things, just sitting quietly. Things that right. became industry standard, but regained their meaning. And so I think out of that, the Lord's going to birth uh, innovative things, um, revelation. But I don't think we should ever get away from those anchor things and become bored with them. Uh -uh. Um, That's just where I'm at right now.
0: No, everyone's walk at some point should be redirected back to the start. Do the things you did at first. Do the things you did first. Um, The the Jeremy Riddle song... um, spirit of the living God come fall fresh on me and he's talking about awaken that first thing right the um, the thing the place where we find him Mm -hmm. like we that has to be awakened and I think this is a good opportunity for that I'm glad you brought that up
1: yeah yeah. I was thinking too um, about how important it is to the Lord that when we make a commitment that we keep our word and that's what I was thinking of when you were saying that I'm reminded Mm -hmm. of It's also, it was that moment we made a commitment to the Lord. You know, that first we committed our soul, we committed our life, our heart to Him. Mm -hmm. And that's really important to continue to serve and be wholehearted in to know why in the first place you made that commitment, Right. you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think it's really interesting. We've barely, Mandy and I, we've barely talked about this, but I had the most demonic dream three nights ago or so and it wasn't like i saw demons and it wasn't punishment it wasn't it was a cynical dream um, where it's like the enemy came to torment my identity in my dream yeah to torment all the things that i've become i fully believe about myself now because of the train the change and the transformation god has made in me and and i was like isn't it interesting that in this quiet moment, the enemy came to torment my identity. Yep. And my and the um, the confidence and assurance of people's love in my life and the, the the my worthiness and that stuff in this moment. And I don't dream a lot, so when I do dream, it's being it something significant. I thought that was really strange at this quiet time, but that's the thing he went after. Because
0: you're getting back to the foundation, right? You've probably, I may be wrong, but you've probably, you said you've become comfortable in those things like you, you feeling good about who you are, right? right? You're confident in your identity. And that's such a threat to the enemy Mm -hmm. because when we know who we are, we the, the voice of the enemy is nothing. It's meaningless because everything he says is speaking to the opposite of who we are. Right. right? Uh, it's not. Yeah. It's completely anti-life. Right. He, the the enemy speaks right. death over us. So if he's attacking our identity, that shows that that's something that's vital. And it is something mm-hmm. vital to us.
1: Right. right. Yeah. It's well. his purpose, again, with the church is to stop a move of God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's the same for us individually and personally for him to stop um, just us fulfilling everything that the Lord has called us to, but even being who he's called us to be. Mm -hmm. That's sons and daughters. He's
0: trying to prevent us from realizing that we're sons and daughters. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's good.
2: And so my hope has been through the roof for the last probably two months or so that's how I close all my emails like with growing hope yep because something happened at the end of last year personally for Mandy and I just miracles and provision and God doing stuff for us and it started this wave of oh my goodness God is blessing us to the point where I don't know if I can take it anymore (laughs) like you know like I do this I kiss my boys on their neck when they're little especially but It's kinda hard to do with Joe now. He's as tall as me, but Levi wants me to kiss me. He wants me to tickle him with my mouth. Yeah. He wants me to kiss his neck. And he wants me to kiss him to the point where he can't handle it anymore. And he goes from laughing to screaming. (laughs) And then he wants me to do it again. That's what I've felt for the last few months. Like, God, you're like being so good to me and rewarding my family and myself and I don't know if I can handle anymore and then all this stuff happens in the middle of this same season and then I have this dream and I'm just like I'm not letting go of my hope yeah. I'm not going back and Bill, Bill uh, Johnson called, says hope is the anticipation of good yep. and as good as it is now you're like well it can't get any better that's what the typical mindset Goes, well this is the best it can be Yeah. no it, it can be better Your scripture, Ephesians 3.20, right? Mm -hmm. Now to him who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, and above all we could ask or even imagine, according to his power that works in us. And so I don't want to think this is the top of the mountain. There's more. And my hope, it feels there's more.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, for me, it's been really, I haven't even probably shared this at all with Jared, but um, it has been a really unique place for us because we did just move. And we have got to have more people in our home Mm -hmm. than we have in years so i definitely don't feel disconnected from people Mm -mm. um but it's almost like i'm in a cocoon like i feel very sheltered um i don't i don't want to say it's not like i feel numb to what's going on but i feel no fear or worry Mm -hmm. about everything that's going on i almost feel like like i'm in a cocoon so i'm not quite quite sure i just for me personally um keeping hope alive and those things yeah. that we know that the lord has actually been speaking to our to us and to their church family just right now hasn't been difficult for me um right. well. you know that could change but i yeah, yeah it's he, interesting he's the
0: god that brings the call to the storm right right um, uh, I mean, he, he slept Jesus, the story of Jesus, he was mm-hmm. sleeping through the storm, right? Because fear wasn't an option for him, right? right. Uh, it wasn't even a consideration, right? Like, uh, he was man, just just like we're man. And when something like that's going on, our body naturally reacts to fear if we hear thunder or if, especially <laughs> if we're in a ship that's yeah, on the water, uh, on water in this storm and, and i feel like he was so at peace with knowing that god uh, there is no fear in in knowing god that his natural reaction was to be fearless um and sleep. To, to sleep to <laughs> sleep uh, it's it's really amazing and i think that that's a great I think Jesus obviously in every way is the display to us of how we should live. And I think that that's a, another perfect example of fear, not even coming into the play and him bringing calm to the storm, mm-hmm. um, because that's the natural order of things. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. yeah. And I think, um, we've said it recent repeatedly because I actually had heard bill, bill spoke on it when we went to Bethel. Um, But I've actually, uh, you know, decisions that we've been making, it's been critical for us to be led forth by peace. We make that statement. But I believe that there is, there's protection, there's safety, there's comfort, there's hope. There are all those things in peace. When you're led forth by peace, you know, it's, um, I don't know. Mm Yeah. If that's where you're, if you're led by that, it inhabits those things. So I just, I don't know. I think it's really important to continue, obviously, that we continue to be led forth by peace. And there's, there's protection. There's protection there.
0: Yeah. And another aspect of that, which we were talking a little bit about earlier, is that when the storm does come, it does bring our attention back to the Father right? It's the Charles Spurgeon quote, I've learned to kiss the wave that throws me into the rock of ages. Um, yeah, I, I love it so much. I put it (laughs) on my body, you know? Um, it's, it's really cool to have things that throw us back. We talked about it earlier, back to the foundational things. And I've seen this as a really great opportunity to put my attention back on him Um, It never should have gotten off of him and and in a way it never did right like, you know I've still live for him and and all that but There's storms and trials have a way of bringing us back to him and I and I think that's why uh, The enemy is so foolish right to bring you that to you to have that dream Mm -hmm. The enemy thought that that would work, but in actuality what it probably did was actually fortify your that identity that he was trying to attack it it actually brought my attention to something
2: yeah that i wasn't aware of exactly like he
0: (laughs) he brought
2: attention to something not knowing it right and um that wasn't good for him to do in the long run for me and so I, i feel like i was just looking it up because i wanted to Follow the succession of of history here, but Jesus, Matthew 3, um, is baptized. Yeah. The heavens open, the dove comes down, sits upon Jesus, and the voice says, This is my son with whom with whom I'm well pleased. Yeah. The very next verse says, And Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tested. Yeah. So he goes immediately from the greatest moment of his life is inauguration his father's pleasure displayed for everyone uh, to hear he goes straight into by the spirit he was led by the spirit the the enemy didn't get to choose to tempt him right the spirit led him into this place of temptation where he could discover who he was in every aspect he was tempted in the three key ways and in all three he overcame and then the next verse says And then Jesus left the desert in the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I just got goosebumps. So did I. Because (laughs) you said a cocoon. And I feel like we've been in like it's it's almost like we're catching our wind for this next thing. And I, I will say that the Lord told me specifically um that we're going to enter into revival that doesn't end. Yep. That personally our church, personally as families, that we're going to enter into a revival that doesn't end the rest of our lives. So we're going to be running a marathon of revival from now till the day he comes back or till we die. And we pass that baton to our kids, our sons and daughters. Yeah. And I feel like that may be what you're feeling too. And in that cocoon, uh, we're being transformed into another, another creation again. That's right? yeah,
1: good yeah I was actually reminded when you were saying that the Lord had been speaking to me about our um our congregation as well mm-hmm. and even just kind of like an an anointing and a legacy that has been on on the house for many many years um and I was just reminded of that i don't i, I don't have all the details now, so I bring it up i'll have to we'll have to revisit that mm-hmm. second so um you know, share it, but anyway, but I was reminded about that. Yeah, the Lord was actually just speaking to me very specifically, as you were just saying, just like three weeks ago, and I'd forgotten about it. So that's cool.
2: Yeah, I, 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 He talks to me a lot. I don't mean that in a trite way. Like, I feel like I have a lot of dialogue with the Lord, and um, but when He said that, like you're almost like you're catching your wind for a revival that's not going to end. Like I took that as it was a little bit different than just a conversation between friends. Yeah, it was a, a declaration. It was a I had weight. It was the lion saying it, mm-hmm. and not not the friend. And um, so I just feel um, that this is probably five years ago four or five years ago we were at the bridge here in Arlington pastoring and I heard the Lord say that he was giving us scales for us to take in our hand and to weigh whether things were valuable or whether they were worthless and that's never left my heart from that moment he told me that I felt like he gave us an authority to weigh things in a scale of whether it's valuable or worthless and Ezekiel 44 23 says They shall teach my people the difference between the holy and the worthless or the holy and the profane and cause them to discern between clean and unclean things. And so I think with the mandate you talked about, the mandate, the history, the calling on our church, the personal callings on our lives, we owe it to the Lord and we owe it to his promises over us and to our kids to weigh things carefully. And I feel we're in that place as well. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I was actually sorry. I I was remembering prosperity was actually one of the things that I felt like the Lord revealed to me. There was an anointing of prosperity on our house. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But then also, and I don't know if I can articulate it um, very well, what I felt that day. um, But I was reminded of like a theme park, but in regards to hope, Mm -hmm. like where people... To believe for things and to hope for things, like there is an anointing on our our house, yep. that when people come in, that they will leave filled and overflowing with hope. It's almost like it's a theme park. I was thinking of like mm-hmm. Disneyland, where you're, that's a happy place, a magical place. But I felt specifically in the area of hope and belief and believing for the impossible. There is an anointing on our house specifically in that area so that's great yeah I'll take it
0: yeah totally <laughs> personally
1: I'm going to take it <laughs>
0: <clears throat> yeah totally
2: another scripture maybe maybe we're kind of winding down here um, uh, this is Psalm 119 uh, verse 31 and I'll read through you're not going to read all of someone. 119 no. <laughs> we'll be here another 15 20 minutes <laughs> Um, But verse 31 says, I cling to your testimonies, O Lord, do not put me to shame. I will run the course of your commandments, for you shall enlarge my heart. I love that. You will enlarge my heart as as I run the course of your commandments. And he says, teach me, O Lord, the way of your laws and statutes, and I will keep them to the very end. Give me understanding, and I will keep your law. I will observe them with my whole heart. Make me walk in the path of your commandments, for I delight in them. Incline my ear to your testimonies and, and help me not be covetous. Turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things and rev- my, revive me in your way. Establish your word who is devoted, uh, for your servant who is devoted in fearing you. And the thing there that stood out is, turn my eyes from worthless things. Yeah. And that's where we're at. We're being forced into this whether we wanted to or knew we needed to or not. The nation, the world is being forced into
0: what's worthless and what's valuable. So I have a question about that scripture too. As you're reading it, what is he meaning by enlarge enlarge my heart? What is your kind of interpretation of what he means with that? Because um, I could see it in a few, a few different ways. Like, make it where I'm more durable, right? And I can continue Mm -hmm. to run. And he was talking about running. Yeah. Yeah. Or um, you see it as like, give me larger capacity to to feel you. I mean, what do you think? I, I think in this other translation,
2: maybe it's the same, but it says, I will run the course of your commandments, for you shall enlarge my heart. So I think that, like, even David discovered this. He even says it here in the same chapter. I have hidden your word in my heart that I won't sin against you. And I think he learned that hiding the word, that secret, that what it does is, I think it does enlarge us from the inside out. And we've heard that a lot. Yeah, Maybe that's my, my perspective on it.
0: No, because I, I think it's important to understand that to kind of get the turning from the worthless things. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to kind of understand uh, David talks about the heart a lot through the psalms, and um i that's not accidental mm-hmm. the we even talked about it in the last podcast we did when we were talking about holiness is um it's a posturing of your heart mm-hmm. um, to him, and that's how we walk in holiness we we posture ourselves towards him um, so I was just it's kind of a side it's a little off topic, but I was thinking about what he meant by enlarging your heart there what do you think I think, think he's made? even saying sorry
2: yeah. to, for that yeah. I couldn't do this if you didn't enlarge my heart sure like I, I can't do anything you've called me to I think there was such humility that David yeah. walked in that we we need to rediscover I think he was acknowledging that there like I'm nothing no. without you
0: yeah and and you did you mentioned it the Psalm 119.11 mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that preceded that yeah. is talking about hiding his word in your heart yeah so he could be saying, "There, I want more of your word in my heart, right? Like increase yeah. the capacity, enlarge, enlarge my heart. What do you think, Mandy?" Yeah,
1: I was just thinking, make room. Yeah, just making room for more of him, more of what moves his heart. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Well, and maybe too, we in you know, on this. Maybe he's ex- expressing something that he's experienced, right? Like you you do something inside of me when your word is put yeah. in the right place it does something to me it yeah. enlarges me sure I think it's a key
0: well yeah no question <laughs> uh, David you know talks about like I said he talks a lot about the heart he talks about cleaning the heart creating a pure heart um, <laughs> I think that that's kind of going to be the theme for this yeah. like um, we need to focus on on our heart mm-hmm. where is our heart during this time yeah. of um in some ways the world being silenced a little bit around us like you mentioned earlier jared mm-hmm. uh and getting back to the foundational things the heart is the founda- foundational thing yeah. yeah um it's it's the thing that we need to have the most attention on and maybe now's a really good time to, yeah. to turn back to what's going on with my heart. Yeah, right.
1: And the guard your heart.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. For
1: above all else. Yeah. How's that go?
0: All of life's
1: issues. Of life's right. Right. Yeah. Your heart. yeah. I was kind of reminded of what you said in the beginning, Kyle, about trimming fat, like yep. just mm-hmm. through this time. I'm also thinking of that in regards to our hearts and yeah. what, what fills our heart and what doesn't need to fill our heart mm-hmm. um in that being kind of trimmed away or yeah yeah let let go of released to make more room for sure. for him and what he desires to to do i think a, be a good way
2: to say so i had this conversation with with josiah matthias all the time um I'll ask them a question. I'll say, hey, if something is abundant and there's a lot of something and it's easy to find, right? how much do you think that thing will cost? And I'd be like, nothing. It's like the toys you get from the or, you know, trading company, like the little toys yeah. are like less yeah. than a cent, right? I was like, but what if something's really hard to find and there's not many of them? And they're like, oh, it's extremely valuable. It's, it's right. not worthless. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so boys, in your life, If something's easy to find and there's a lot of it, it's probably not worth a lot. So go after the things that are valuable, like the pearl of great price. He bought this field, you know, and he searched, and and, and I just feel like that, that we could do the same thing with like train our kids, train our hearts. If it's a lot of it, like, CC's Pizza, it's a buffet, it's probably going to be cheap food. You know, for while you're eating it, though. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a good cleanser, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. If you eat that much cheese, I don't know if it's cleansing anything. But I'll just say that to them. Like, hey, if it's easy to find, if there's a lot of it, it's yeah. probably not worth it. I tell them that with relationships, you know, in the future when they find their yep. wife. Like, if she's just like everyone else, and and then... Find you that rose, that, that yeah, precious one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. so, uh, this is fantastic. I think right now is a good opportunity, um, to, for, for each of you to kind of give some parting words. So going forward as we're kind of figuring things out, um, as we talked about earlier, um, we don't know what the future holds. Right. right. But, um, now, you know, we look to you, too, uh, as the pastors of the church. What do you have for—what's your message to, to the church right now? You want to start, Mandy?
1: Yeah, I I, um, I can't get away from the, the Scripture and the guarding your heart. Yeah. For from it flows— Problems 4.23. Yeah. What do, can we, like—for okay. from it flows the— Above else. all else,
2: guard your heart. For from it springs all of life's issues.
1: Yeah, but. and I— just reminded about and you were talking about the heart being the foundation it's like you know it's everything but just thinking about how important it is that we guard our heart and I think you know keeping first things first like what we've been talking about just kind of getting back to the heart of I know it's a song the heart mm-hmm. of worship the heart of all of this yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: <stick it> away. <laughs> yeah
1: but you know just it's yeah being able to to get back to the the heart of things yeah. um the commitment the you know the commitment and the devotion that we made to the lord in the beginning i i feel like that that's the most important thing. And this is the perfect time and opportunity to do that between us and the Lord, but then also to take our children with us. Mm-hmm. You know, to once again pray and fast, take communion in your homes, walk mm-hmm. through your house and worship together, like doing those things. Um, I think this is the perfect opportunity for us to do that. in when time, gather and, and host people in your home and pray together and fellowship together and have mm-hmm. fun and laugh Um yeah. yeah.
0: So the
2: mm-hmm. verse 24 Proverbs 4:23 is above all else, guard your heart. Verse 24 says put away deceit from your mouth and perverse lips far from, keep them far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet. Let all your ways be established. Do not turn the, to the right or to the left. Keep your feet from evil. Yeah. So that's really good. I'm glad Yeah, you fix that your gaze yeah, on good. him. That's so good. Mhm so uh mandy and i were talking earlier and she said this and she was saying really praising the families and the people of fire life church and how they do have one focus and it is the relationship with the lord and we do have people that are hungry for god uh they do christianity they do relationship with jesus well so good job keep doing that um a couple of weeks missing church if that's what ends up being like kyle said it's not that that big of a deal in the scale of eternity. Um, So just keep doing the things you know to do. Uh, We'll be here. We'll do a couple of other things like this and maybe even some prayer calls and maybe even some just fun things that we do as a church. We may, uh, I'm going to say this here so that maybe we'll just do it. Some sort of family scavenger hunt that everyone can do and send in their results or their videos or something, something fun in the neighborhood. Um, But we love you and if you need us, call us. I've been calling some of you and talking to you on the phone, checking on you. I will continue to do that. We will stay close.
1: Yeah, yeah I would also encourage everyone to just check on everyone, reach mm-hmm. out, make sure you know, you if need, you
2: need anything, for yeah. sure get a hold of us.
1: Yeah, and be sure and in I hey, this may be a great time to actually pick up the phone and call and literally talk on the phone with one text? another.
0: Is that what you do with
2: phones? That's what you do. <laughs> okay. What is this text machine? that's <laughs> ringing and
0: talking. Yes, yeah, so this is voice yes. coming out of Let's this. do
1: that. Let's get on the phone for and sure. talk.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. So um, as we go, we just pray that God continues to bless you and to keep you and cause His face to shine up mm. upon you. Uh, and I would ask... That you all go to YouTube this week and search the song "The Blessing" by uh, Carrie Jobe and um Furtick, right? (laughs) I'm totally blanking on it. Cody,
1: yes, yeah, Yeah.
0: and uh, her her husband. Oh my goodness, it is it is wild, and all it is is just a prayer of blessing Hmm. over over God's children. I really encourage you to turn it on. Um, I turned it on in my house this week in kind of a chaotic moment, mm-hmm. and uh, the whole the whole place changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it changed the atmosphere of my home, and I would uh, encourage you to do the same thing. It's called "The Blessing" by Carrie Job and Cody Carnes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, um, fantastic. They have a recording of it. Um, at Elevation Church, right. and then they have a recording of it of them in their home that they did a couple nights oh, cool. ago. That was really cool. But um, I would, um, that would be that song would be my prayer of blessing over over the whole whole yes. church. Yeah. Yes. So we love you. Yes. Um, and uh, we'll be in touch. So be safe. Yeah. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the Firelife Convos podcast. For more information on Firelife Church in Irving, Texas, please visit wearefirelife.org.